We're starting a new series today called The Scriptures. You know, every week we go to the Scriptures. Every week we go to the Bible. When you come to our church, you know, there are a few things that you can expect. You can expect to be welcomed. You know, you can expect, um, you know, the worship to be here. But, but the one thing that even if you're not welcomed and even if uh, there's no worship team, the one thing that you should expect is that we open the Scriptures. You know, alongside thousands of churches, millions of Christians over this one weekend will open up the Bible. You know, the Bible is an amazing book. Uh, historically, statistically, it's the number one published book in the world. Uh, I think they did some studies. I think the, the basic number, five billion copies of the Bible have been published. Uh, number two doesn't even come close. Uh, not only now, not only published books, but in 2017 alone, there were 7.9 million copies of the Bible that were downloaded, like full copies of the Bible downloaded online. It's the greatest book in all history, and yet it also is single-handedly the most controversial book. There's not a book that has created more controversy in the history of mankind but the Bible. People have gone to war over the Bible. People have lost lives over the Bible. People have given up their lives because of the Scriptures. Over the next four weeks, we're going to look at four topics that have to do with the Scriptures. Today, we're going to look at the authority of the Bible. Why is the Bible important? Next, we're going to look at clarity, sufficiency, necessity. This is my goal, and I just laid out before we, we finish, uh, we start. Is the, the, the goal is for you to lay some concrete foundations on some really important questions about how you see the Bible. You need concrete foundations on what you build your faith on. The Bible tells us that we need to build our faith not on sand, but on rock. And hopefully over the next few weeks that, that you would be encouraged and made, and made sure that you're building your faith and your life on something that's not going to just disappear in one wave. Um, I want to acknowledge two books that um, I used, um, and I'm going to try to do more of this to help you guys as well. And if you want more, I guess, if you want to study more into these topics, uh, these are some more references. But the two books, out of many books, um, one is the Systematic Theology book by Wayne Grudem. Um, it's, it's sort of Systematic Theology 101. If you want to know more about God and the Bible outside of the Bible, Systematic Theology, it's a big, big, big blue book. Um, but it's a great book that has, you know, so many bits and pieces about what we need to know. And then the second book that um, I used a lot of was uh, this book by Kevin DeYoung, uh, Taking God at, at His Word. That's right. Uh, my wife introduced that to me. She said, this is going to be a good book for you. Happy wife, happy life. So, <laughs> what is the final decision maker in your life? Who is the final decision maker in your life? One of the things that we realize when we travel is there's a lot of decisions that you have to make. Starting from where do you stay, who do you meet, what do you eat. 
Uh, you'd be glad to know, and I haven't actually, this isn't an official statement, this is an unofficial statement, but I don't think I put on weight, which is amazing. Right? I think I put on weight in China, and then I, put, I definitely put on weight in Hong Kong. But then when I went back to Korea, I think I actually lost some weight, which is amazing. But that's an unofficial statement because I actually haven't weighed myself. So I'll tell you next week after weighing in. You know, what, what do you use to make decisions in your life? You know, whether you're going to study or work or where you're going to work or, you know, what, what, what kind, what, what kind, where are the places of information and wisdom that you're going to use to make these decisions in your life? I'll give you a few examples. You know, when you walk into that restaurant and you order what's on the menu, do you know what the final decision maker is? It's not you. It's actually the menu. The menu tells you what you can and can't order. You know, I can't walk into McDonald's. I can't walk into McDonald's and ask them for, you know, a 300-gram, you know, rum steak, medium, rare, with some mushroom sauce. Why? Because it's not on the menu. I, I can't. I, like, they would just look at you really funny. Or what about when you're playing sport? The, the way that we, you play sport is governed by what? The rules. Right? So, it, it, you know, you, you can't, you know, if you're playing basketball, you can't start kicking the ball because it's not in the rules. The, the, the decision-making is done for you by the rules. That's the final decision. Oh, wait, what about when you get married? All the, all the married couples just went, oh, here we go. What is the final decision maker in your marriage? That's right. And I'm pretty sure he's single. So he's in a, he's in a good place. He's in a good place. <laughs> You know, another word for decision-making or, or final decision-maker is this word authority. You know, we, 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 we shudder at that word authority. And let me just define it, right? Authority is the power or right to enforce obedience, moral or legal supremacy, the right to command or give final decisions. And as much as we like to believe that, that we, are, we are against the authorities, we're fighting against the authorities, no, the reality is we all live under some type of authority. We all live under some kind of structure of authority. No one, you know, I know that some people want to feel like, you know, I'm the rebel, I don't need anything. No, no, everyone lives under some kind of authority. There are authorities of the law, authorities within our workplaces, authorities in your homes. We all live under authority and also we allow our lives to go underneath that authority. We allow someone to have a final say in our lives. Now, there are big authorities and little authorities, right? So, for example, a little authority is that, you know, when your alarm in the morning goes off, you submit to waking up to at least turn off the alarm. That's an authority. You know, you, when you go to work, you submit underneath the manager at work. Why? Because they're your superior. They, they have authority over you. The question tonight is this. 
Whose authority do you live by in your life? Who's the final decision maker in your life? As Christians, we would say that our highest authority, that the highest authority that exists in our lives is God. It's not an outlandish statement. If you're a Christian, that's what you believe. We believe in God. We trust in God. We live for God. God is our authority. And if you're a, belie- if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, you, you, you're not going to disagree with that. No one's going to disagree that as a Christian that you submit yourself underneath the authority of God. But when it comes to the Bible, for some reason, it becomes controversial. If we define what the Bible is, and this is my goal tonight, my goal is to help us to understand what the relationship between the Bible and God is. But if we were to try to marry that in the most simplest way, the Bible is God's Word. The Bible is God's Word. Now, this is the theme verse of our our whole series and comes from 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And it reads this, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All Scripture, Scripture talking about the Bible. We'll come back to that. Here's a few other verses that... Talk about the Word of God, Hebrews 4.12. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, and we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in your believers. The Bible will continue to tell us over and over again that the word of God, the scriptures, is literally God's Words. God's words. I think sometimes we, we overcomplicate this. You know, if, if you are writing down what I'm saying right now, and you wrote that down in a letter, and you mailed that letter to your friend, right? And that friend read that letter. What are they reading? They're reading my words. That's all it is, right? They're reading my words. Okay, they're not, they're not reading uh, the friend's interpretation of my, they're reading my words. And that's what the Bible is. It is the written word of God. All scripture is God-breathed. See, what we don't have in the Bible is a historical text. It's not a guidebook for happiness. It's not a, you know, self-evaluation of how good or bad you are. That's not what the Bible is. 
The Bible is the written word of God. Now, why is this important? Why is it important that we understand what the Bible is to us and how it relates with God? Ultimately, our view of God's word is directly linked with your view of God. Let me say that again. Your view of God's word is directly linked with your view of God. Now, let's put it simply. How can you love God and not listen to his word? Right? Try that in marriage. I love you, honey. Shh. You know, try that. You know, like, you can't separate, you can't separate the person and their words, and yet, for some reason, in Christianity, we do. Some reason for us, we, you know it wouldn't work in human relationship, but for some reason we go, I love you, God, but I don't really care about your word. If you walked into McDonald's and believed that the menu, right, use your imagination. If you believed that the menu at McDonald's was the inspired word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, okay, you, you just went, this, I, I believe that this is what God has given to mankind. What would you do? You would eat McDonald's every day. You would start at one and go two, three, four, five. Why? Because that's what you believe. You would also die early and meet God face to face. You know, like, if you believe that what we have as the Bible is the inspired Word of God. And if you're a believer of God, then you should have a good relationship with His Word. But the problem is, we don't. The problem is, we, we have a very poor relationship with God's Word. Any day of the week, we go, oh, I love God. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to live sacrificially for God. You know, I want to live for His purposes. And yet, for some reason, when it comes to His Word, we become very laissez-faire. Very like, hmm, I don't need to read Scripture today. I don't really... How does that work? Here we go. The reason why so many of us have a very poor relationship with the Bible or are very far from the Bible or don't even consider the Bible as being important or have authority in our lives is not because you're too tired to read it. It's not because you haven't been coming to church long enough to understand it. It's simply because you do not believe that it is the written Word of God. 
Simple. It's like prayer. Prayer is speaking to God. Why don't we pray? Because you don't believe that that's what prayer is. This is the inspired written word of God. Only theoretically for some of us. Isn't that the truth? If you really believed that the word of God was living and active and everything that the Bible told you that it was, that you would treat it with a lot more respect. Wayne Grudem says this about the authority of Scripture. The authority of Scripture means that all the words in Scripture are God's words. In such a way, to disbelieve or disobey any word of Scripture is to disbelieve or disobey God. See, the relationship, see, this is the problem. The problem is we have separated the relationship with God and God's Word. We love coming to church and worshiping God. We love believing that God loves us. And yet when it comes to His words... We don't connect them. All words of Scripture, not just the pieces, not just some pieces. You don't get to pick and choose what is God's Word and have have authority in your life and what you choose to go, oh, well, that's just out of context. You don't get to do that because when the Bible says all Scripture is God-breathed, even the genealogies, Matthew the son of John and John the son of whoever and whoever the son of, and you know, someone begot someone and someone begot someone, and even those parts of Scripture are as important as every other part. We, we pick and choose Scripture. We pick and choose what we like and we pick and choose what we read. But this, the Bible tells us that all words in Scripture are God's words. And because they are God's words, when we choose to ignore them, we're ignoring God. When we choose to disobey them, we're disobeying God. When we choose, when we choose to disbelieve them, then we're disbelieving God. You cannot disconnect God and His words. God and His words are one and the same. The authority of Scripture comes down to this one question. Do you believe that the Bible is the Word of God? It's not even do you believe or agree with what it says in the Bible. You don't submit yourself to that and go, well, I think this is really good, so I'm going to submit myself to that authority. Oh, love your enemies. I think that's really good, so I'm going to submit myself to that. Oh, oh, you know, give 10%, you know, tithing. I don't know about that one, so I'm not going to submit myself. No, all Scripture, whether you agree with it or not, whether you understand it or not, all Scripture is God-breathed. It's a question of whether you believe that or not. Do you believe that the Bible is the Word of God? 
when you read it, when you open it, do you truly believe that when you read those words, it is God speaking to you? So many people are like, man, God is silent. God doesn't say, I, don't, I, I need to know where to go in my life. I need some advice from God, but I pray and he doesn't speak to me. And it's like, dude, it's all there. It's all in the Bible. It is his written word. The authority of Scripture is ultimately determined by the authority of God in your life. Where you place Scripture in your life ultimately shows where you place God in your life. So some of you don't like this because you'd like to separate. You'd like to disconnect. I love this, like... uh, I'm sure it's not like this at our church, but at some other churches. Actually, that's a lie. I've heard this at our church. I don't know why we do so much Bible study. <laughs> I love life group. I love sharing. I love like hanging out and connecting, but I don't know why we have to open the Bible up so much. Okay, now think about what that is, right? <laughs> think about what you're trying to say there. I love hanging out with other people, but I don't want to hear from God. I don't know why we study God's word. I don't, I don't, God, the creator of the universe. See, what we think is, I, I don't want to open up and do a comprehension. See, that's, what, that's, that's how we see it. That's how we see the word of God. We see it like some kind of historical book. We, we see it like a textbook of life. But we, we don't see it as the inspired words of God. God speaking to you, trying to uh, do whatever he can to help you get through this life and into the next. To give you the fullest amount of experience and encounter in his life. We don't see that. That's why you don't like opening your Bible. That's why the Bible has no authority in your life. Because you don't see it as the living word of God. But you cannot, I'm telling you this, you cannot disconnect God and His Word. Why is this important? Because ultimately, whom we allow authority in our lives will determine the way we live. Who you allow authority, who you allow to be the final decision maker in your life will ultimately determine who you live for. Do you know who it is at the moment for the majority of of us all? It's not God. God is not the final decision maker in your life. You know, there's there's, there's, there's a higher authority in your life than God for the majority of us. Do you know who that is? It's you. God says something, and you say something, and you go with you. God says, love your neighbor. And I say, that's really tiring. And I don't even like them. And they don't even like me. So I'm just going to go with that. 
You know, God says, be generous. And they said, but I, I like my stuff. I'll be generous next year. I'll go with me. The authority of Scripture is directly linked with the authority of God in your life. You know, people come and say, you know, I, you know, I don't really like opening the Bible. And I'm like, oh, really? That's an interesting statement you have there, my friend. And then I start asking them about what their relationship with God is like. And, you know, for some people, it's a very um, supernatural, spiritual, uh, emotional. For a lot of people, it's like, you know, my parents were Christian. You know, I was growing up, I was, grew up in the church, you know, very traditional based. But you realize that for those people that don't allow the living word of God to be authoritative in their life, they, they, they don't allow God to be authoritative in their life. God is not authority in their life if they're not getting to the Word of God. They're the same. If we truly believe that the Bible is the living Word of God and that it, because it is the living Word of God, it has authority over our lives, then as believers, we need to become people of the book. We need to become people of the Scriptures. The Holy Scriptures, the Bible is not an add-on for you as a believer. God didn't say, believe in me, and if you have time, if you need it, go to the Bible. The character of God, the person of God, everything that God is and everything that God wants us to know is implanted in that book. I promise you the question isn't, does the authority, does the scripture have authority in your life? The real question is, does God have authority in your life? And if you allow God to have authority in your life, then you need to be allowing the scriptures to have authority in your life. They're one and the same. We choose to sit under the authority of God's words in the Bible. That's how we honor God. You know, it means, literally, it means that, that when the Bible says, you know, be generous with your material possessions, you don't do it because you think that it's a good idea. You do it because you submit under the authority of the Scripture that says it. It means that, that, that you choose to keep sex pure and holy and, and, and only for marriage. Not because the world says, you know, it gets a bit messy if you don't, but you do it because God says that. It means that, that when the Bible says, uh, be humble, don't boast, don't be proud, just because, you know, you, you don't want to look like an idiot in front of other people. No, it's because the Bible, God is telling that to us. We're allowing the Word of God to govern our lives. Because it's what God says. And it's not just our behavior that's affected. It's, it's about what we know. How do we know that we're God's children? 
How do we know that we're adopted into his family? Because someone thought it was a good idea. No, because it's written in the scriptures. It's because God is telling us that directly himself. Jesus loves me, this I know. For it was a great theory. For my mother told me so. For I saw a great marketing campaign on TV. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. You know, there are times in life, and I tell you, and if you haven't gone through some kind of hardship or if you haven't gone to some kind of watershed moment, a moment in your life where you question things in your life, you probably haven't grown up yet. You probably haven't experienced that yet. But there are times in life where you think you know everything and then everything comes crumbling down. When my wife told me that she was pregnant for the fourth time for the number of death, There was a moment in my life where I really questioned, God, do you really love me? I thought I had done my time. I thought I had done my, you know, my duties as a father to raise three kids. There's a reason why cars have five seats. You know, I, I'm being serious. There was a time where everything that I thought I had planned in my life and everything that I knew, and I thought, oh, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to do, and then God just throws his bomb, right? And I'm like, God, do you really love me? I, like, d- did I make you angry? Like, did I do something to deserve more pain and sorrow? And I, and, and I kid you not, I questioned the love of God. I question whether God really loved me. And you know what? You know how I figured out that he did? It's not like I woke up and I saw God and he went, hey, I really still love you. You know, like I didn't hear the audible voice of God, which still would have been cool. But I feel like if I heard the audible voice of God at that time in my life, I actually probably would have spoken back at him and not just accepted it. But it was in the Scriptures. The Scriptures that have come through over centuries and centuries of controversy. You know, Pastor May did this amazing session about the authority of of the Bible and where it came from. And, you know, we're planning to open that up next year to a whole church. And it's amazing what the Bible has come through. But it's amazing if you just sit and think about what it is. It's the Word of God. That's what keeps you grounded. That's what keeps your faith. Friends, it's not about asking yourself, did you read the Bible today? And that's, not the, that's the last thing that I want you guys to leave with today. Feeling some kind of guilt. You know, oh, pastor told me I don't read my Bible enough. No. You don't read your Bible? That's not on me. You do whatever you want. 
The question is, where does, not the Bible sit in your life, the question is, where does God sit in your life? If God sits high in your life, then the Scriptures automatically must sit high in your life. But if you are sitting there and you're like, the Scriptures don't mean too much to me in my life, then you've got to ask yourself, where does God sit? If the Word of God has no authority in your life, if the Word of God doesn't intervene and guide and help you in your life, and you're not listening to the Word, and you're not being directed by the Word of God, then God has no authority in your life. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself thinking, you know, I love God. I ignore His Word. Don't kid yourself. You're, 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 you're playing like a fool. You're living like a fool. They're one and one the same. What is the Bible to you? Is it a history book? Is it a rule book? Is it a guidebook? Or do you truly believe? Do you truly believe that it is the Word of God? The living Word of the living God. The God that we worship. The God that created the heavens and the earth. If you truly believe that, then I, I promise you, your view and your, the submission of authority it's all there. If you believe that the Scripture is the living Word of God, then make yourself available for God to speak into your life. This month in our small groups, in our life groups, we're going to be doing a little bit more study about the Scriptures. And I said, this is not for you to go, oh, I need to go and feel bad about not reading my Bible. No, you need to go and think about why don't I read my Bible? What is my relationship with the Bible? Because it's not all doom and gloom when you read the Bible. The Bible is the, the book of life. God gives it to us to help us, not to condemn us. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. A lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Do we allow God's word to be the final decision maker in our lives? Do we allow God to be the final decision maker in our lives? Let's pray.